as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. So they have the lefty, lands a big hook, throws another one, Perrier misses, now he just covers up. Perrier, what he got to do with Sedeo. Marcellus over to the right side, a wrister, he scores! Jack Larrigan gets game three started. Bill steals away from a strong centering pass up the new one-timer. Taking away Ashton Carter, carries it, ripping side to Paul Cotter, he shoots, he scores! Off the boards, but right to Peters, Ali, one touches the lucky, he scores! Lincoln takes the lead! And a big check by Christian Kager back below his own net. Dumps up toward the far point, on murder to Lucky, top of the left shot and scores! You been! What is going on, Stars fans? Welcome back to another edition of Thunderstruck, your unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. We're back here in Studio C after uh, on-site location last week when we had Captain of the Stars, Kai Janveria, on joining us at the outdoor rink there at the uh, rail yard at Gate 25. But like I said, we're back here at the uh, normal studio, Studio Studio C now. It seems to be the one we record at all year long now. Uh, back in the Cotter household. Gene, man, how's it going? How's, how was your New Year's? It's warmer here. Merry New Year. It not, was not too bad. Got together with a couple of my best friends from high school and just kind of hung out and shot the you-know-what. Then how about yours? You still talk to your friends from high school? Yep. I don't talk to anybody from high school, except for maybe... I guess I, I should take that back. I talked to one person from high school, and that's about it. So. You didn't grow up in Stromsburg, though. No, a population of what, like 47? 1,200. 1,200. That's even bigger than 20, I thought. 28 kids in my graduating class. Oh, jeez. So if I still talk to at least two of them, you know, that's a pretty high percentage. Yeah, then you're, you're batting like 14% right there. <laughs> yeah, if you say so. Nice math. Uh, hey, I'm not the math guy. You're you're the stats guy here. Uh, I, I just I just make stuff up as long. In my long. opinion, sir, math and stats are two completely different things. That could be, but you got to do some math to get to those stats. So, yeah, I could probably figure it out if I wanted to. Three divided by twenty-eight. Yeah, we'll just go with fourteen. Fourteen percent. I like it. Like it. It's a good number. <laughs> uh, you asked me about my New Year's. I didn't do a whole lot. I, you know, I'm too old to go out to the bars, and I don't care to go out to the bars or anything like that. I just they did home, you make so. it till midnight? I did. Uh, I wasn't planning on it, but I did. You uh, and Ryan Seacrest hanging out watching. No, Rick actually, Clark's I was watching the uh, the Tulsa shootout. It's a big indoor race down in oh, Tulsa, yeah. Oklahoma, uh, that was going on over New Year's. So I was watching that. So I watched the race that started in 2023 and finished in 2024. So sweet. I saw some. Speaking of stats, I saw some stats that if you started watching the NFL season at 11.57 and like 38 seconds and the New York Jets were playing that uh, Aaron Rodgers' Aaron Rodgers season would be over by the time it hit midnight. Did you see the one about uh, Forrest Gump? Uh, if you start Forrest Gump at like 10.38 and like 57 seconds, I like did that, see that. you'd be ringing in the year with Lieutenant Dan. There we, I did see that. I, I saw I, that I one. I thought about that. That one, then there was the one uh, that's been going around, even hockey-related, if you start Miracle at a certain time, uh, right as midnight, you'll be uh, ringing the new year as Yeruziani uh, uh, scores the goal and we win the gold medal. Really? So, yeah. Dude, I'll never forget that. I was I was in high school. What year was that? 84? 80. 80. 80. I was not in high school. I was in junior high, but I lived about two blocks from, from the high school in Stromsburg, and I was running back and forth 
between home and the high school basketball game, checking in to see what the score of the Russians and the Americans were, and then a couple of days later, the Swedes. And I think people, I don't know if people remember that, but we beat the Russians actually in the semifinals. yeah in the semifinals. Yeah, and I, I, I completely butchered the stat because yeah, you'd be you'd be watching, ringing their ears when he scored. We didn't win the gold medal in that game, so yeah, yeah. But I I remember that just clearly, like running back and telling the public address announcer, "We're up." Two to nothing or whatever the score was. I don't remember the score. I just remember. I don't remember either. So apparently that was when I started watching hockey was back when I was. I wasn't even born then. Yeah, Yeah, I I wasn't even born then. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry (laughs) that your only recollection of that is through miracle. No, my recollection of that is by watching hockey and I've seen the game before, but I knew about the gold medal game way before miracle came out. Yeah, when Jordan Petrie last week was talking about Lake Placid, that I mean all these all these things from my childhood come up because, you know, that was that was just good times. Yeah, speaking of Jordan, did you see uh the I, I shared it on Instagram, but I guess they got some new nice new swag when they got to Switzerland over the uh, on Saturday. Sweet. No, I did not see that. I don't I don't spend enough time on Instagram. I probably need to X is filling up my timeline with all sorts of stupid ads and whatever, just like every other every other post is is a new form of hey well, check out this sweater check out this usb cord check out this i'm just so i probably just need to pop over to instagram i think there was a, i think there was an ad a spam ad on one of our facebook pages or posts where you could get thunderstruck gear and don't click on those because uh, you won't be getting anything yeah no. the chinese will take your money true statement so speaking of jordan petrie i got a text from her mom today oh she gave her I, I she gave her the passport back yeah she gave her the passport right. back and there will be on Red Dot Sport, the USA U18 women will be playing the Czech Republic at at uh, noon on January 4th at Red Dot Sport. So anybody who wants noon to our check time? out noon our time. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. So if you anybody wants to go watch the US women, including Jordan Petrie, Lincoln's own, then go check that out on what is today? Tuesday, Thursday. It'll be Thursday at noon. Yeah, Thursday noon, Red Dot Sport. Red dot sport dot com or red dot sport. Yes, red dot sport is what I have. All right, we'll figure it out. We'll put a link on. Maybe when we I, can put a post on. I'll our, post a post it when I post this episode. A, a link to the uh, thing if I can find it. So, yeah, and it looks like they do that a lot. So there was like a the Swiss when they played the Swiss back in November. So yeah, it looks oh, like nice. Maybe they maybe that's kind of their spot when they're not playing on the NHL network. NHL network where where the pros play. Yep. Speaking of the pros, how about them? How about them Lincoln Stars? That's what we're here to talk about. Anyway. Well, yeah, we are, but you know, we're all, we also talk about other hockey stuff too. Yeah, so sometimes, at least yeah, we, no, the at stars least we pretend that yeah, we do. the stars are they're they're buzzing right now. Uh, come out firing on all cylinders on Friday night, uh, their first game back from Christmas break, and it didn't look like they missed a beat that first period. No, did not. We you and I talked about that last week, right? It'd be interesting. We would be interested to see which team returned to the ice after Christmas break, and I was very, very pleased with the team that returned to the ice because man, there was there was little doubt. I, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna for some reason prop up the Orange and Black. How have they only won four games? Because they seem like they would be way better than that. That Yorgiev, their goalie, man, that kid is solid. He is. I. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, they obviously they they had their struggles at the beginning of the year, 
Um, now, I don't know what the deal with that clown show that they rolled out there on Saturday, Friday and Saturday night, who I don't know if you want me to tell one of my favorite, perhaps my favorite all-time chirp moments happened I, in that game on Spill Friday the dirt, night. Gene. Spill the dirt. Okay, well, for those of you that watched the game and for those of you that didn't, I don't even remember what period it was. I think it was at the end of the second period. Ryan Spinali and David Posma. Is who, it David Posma? I thought it was, for some reason, I think I was thinking Ryan Posma. But. Well, you know what? It's Posma. It doesn't matter. Um, it who, doesn't matter what his name is. <laughs> uh, I believe he was in college a month ago at this Yes, time. at Niagara. And uh, he is no longer at Niagara. He's now playing at in Omaha. Kind of coming kinda. back to the USHL to goon it up a little bit. Something, because he was clearly on a mission to try to try to fight somebody that night. <laughs> both night, both nights. Yeah, we'll, finally, we'll get into that. He finally got a, got his wish there, although... Yeah, you're right. We'll get into this. So anyway, he and Spinner get into it over kind of by the by the Omaha bench late in the second period, and they get into the box, and Posma standing up there looking at the Stars penalty books going, I'm going to bleep and kill you, you bleep, 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 bleep. And I need a little button I can just push. There we go. <laughs> Spinali stands up. Looks at him over the glass. You know, Spinner, when he's standing there on his ski, his whole head is over. Oh, yeah. At least in my head. I don't all know if this is foot, true or not. All, all eight feet of Spinner right there. No doubt. I don't know if this is true or if this is just a picture in my head. But Spinner standing there holding onto the top of the glass and, and pausing. I'm going to bleep and kill you. And Spinner's like, why? Literally, into you know, that kind of voice. Why? Because you punched me in the head, you bleep, bleep, bleep. Spinner. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. It was just, I don't know. It was all the, all us off ice officials could do to keep from absolutely rolling around on the floor. I would have I would have busted out laugh, laughing. I mean, I think we're we're not supposed to, but I don't know. And that was When there's a com- was, when there's a comedy show, you got to laugh. It so. was a com- it was an absolute comedy show. I, for, I was telling you that you need to start a, a Twitter a, a burner tw- Twitter account and like the church from the box or something like that and just Yeah, here's the thing though. Generally, they're not any the, good. It's the same tweet <laughs> every once in a while. I I think I told you previously. Brad Morrissey was a world class tweeter. Um, Ryan Jones was exactly the opposite of a of a world class tweeter. Uh, not tweeter, chirper. chirper. Um, tweet tweet chirp chirp. Same thing. Yeah, exactly right. But uh, that 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 if I could remember word for word what Morrissey said to the kid from Tri-City about his sister or his mom or his girlfriend or something like that it it would battle. probably did something all three of them so could be could be <laughs> but that was absolutely gold medal worthy chirp from Ryan Spinali you need to, to put some microphones in there and David just... Ryan Posma David Ryan Posma yeah so anyways Ryan yeah I, I don't know I was talking to uh Martin Massa after after that incident in Omaha and he's not a fan of Posma either uh, who who could be? I don't know. I, well, let me let me point this out. I was talking to one of the one of the fans at the icebox on Friday, and it was it was, I think it was that same incident you, you are referring to where the, we were spinner and Posma went to the penalty box, and we were talking, and he's like, "That Posma kid's a joke." That's, that, I mean, that's Stars fans' theory of him. He's a goon, but we would love to have him on our team because we like that kind of goonery on on our team. He's like a Brad Marchand, basically. You know, you I, hate him on the other team, but he'd probably like him if he was on your team. I mean, you can go back and look at uh, Christian Lampasso when he came from Sioux City. Everybody hated him when he's up there. He comes here, 
fan favorite. I don't disagree. And I actually thought about that a little bit. What would I think about him here? I, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is, when he finally had his opportunity to throw, throw mitts, he hit Aiden Jans. Like lit up Aiden Jans, all 135 pounds. Yeah, but it was, I think it was a good hit, though. Well, I'm not saying yeah, that. Yeah, in my book, it was a good clean hit, but Jansy should have had his head up a little bit. And I mean, that's just my opinion. Clean open ice hit, in my opinion. You and I have talked about that repeatedly about I don't get the whole unwritten rule about if you got your head down, you're going through the middle of the ice. Now, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, what was, what, uh, who was it that, so Posma hits. Because the big hit on Jans happened in Omaha, right? Yeah, the big hit in Jans happened in Omaha. And so on Friday night at home, Posma hit somebody and Malte. He hit Masa, right? And Malte jumped in. You're you're thinking of Omaha again? I can't be because yeah. it seems like it was happening like right in front of me. No, the the, the whole deal with okay, we'll, we'll kind of backtrack here. We're all over the place on this podcast, but. The hit on Jans was in Omaha. Uh, Jans, he kind of skates across the middle, and Posma just lights him up. That's when Malte comes over and defends Jans, and they kind of start getting into it, and that's when, is it Ryan Kusler? Kusler, that's what the— Kusler jumps in. in yeah, Kusler jumps in. So it's basically two-on-one on— on Completely sucker punching. Yeah, on Malte. So that's when That's when, uh, that's when uh, Masa comes in and grabs grabs Kusler. I thought it was—I thought he grabbed Posma first, but I had to go back and watch, watch the replay of it, and— no, he grabs Kusler and they they scrap a little bit and and Posman and Malti kind of go out a little bit. That wasn't much of a scrap. Uh, they kind of both fell down right away. So, yeah. Well, and then the other one. And then the ref screwed up the whole penalty situation right. there. I, not that you, not that you aren't always right, but I the reason this was probably is I had to rewind it. I might have even gone and used some of my uh, forbidden access to to get a better view of it because the Omaha whoever's running the clown show camera up in credit first union Ralston arena thing. It was, was like, it was pretty brutal. We were seeing the BW three face off dot. There's two fights going on basically at the same time. And we're watching the, the BW three face off dot. I'm thinking, yeah, that's what people want to see. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm still completely confused about that whole thing because how, so who did, who did, who did Masa end up going with? Kuzler. So Masa went with Kuzler. After he had to pull Kuzler off Malti and Posma. And so they so, get thrown, they get both thrown out, but the official box score just had Masa with a with a five and a ten. But Kuzler got a secondary, he got an instigator, right? No, Ma- Malti got the instigator That's instigator. True. Yep. Um, um but yeah, they know they screwed up the whole gets thing. a secondary alter secondary altercation a second man in which you would have thought that Massa would have gotten but yet Massa ends up not playing the rest of the game should have should have in my opinion and based on the box score got a 15 minute and should have been back out there and then to even confuse things worse now I don't know if maybe they've changed it now but I know as of Sunday morning I was looking at the suspensions and nobody Nobody was suspended. I didn't see anybody for the instigator. I didn't see anybody for the second second man in. Those games usually come with an automatic at least one game. So what I found out, so halfway through the third period when Masa was supposed to come out of the penalty box, the rest skated over and was talking to Rocky, and they were all confused. Because the only body, body in the box was Copeland from his altercation with uh, 
I don't know who he fought, but Cope, Cope's ended up fighting somebody. Fought? I'm not sure he fought anybody. I think he killed somebody. He did, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, Cope's altercation. So Cope was in the penalty box, so we should have had two guys in there. Um, the What was announced as penalties on with the Kuzler, Masa, Posma, and Malti situation was um, 5 and 10 for both Posma and Malti. Malti got the a two-minute instigator, which puts Omaha on the power play. Uh, Kuzler and Masa both get five and a ten, and they also announced game a game misconduct for second altercation. The only second altercation that was actually on the on the score sheet was from Omaha, so Masa should have been able to come back out. And there's big confusion on why we only had one person in the penalty box. And the ref comes over talking to Rocky. Rocky's like, "You kicked him out." And later on, halfway through the third, I was up on top of uh, kind of out by press row and shooting and then I looked behind me and Masa was behind me. I was like, why'd they throw you out? He goes, they didn't know what was going on. They they set, announced uh, the second altercation, but they didn't give it to me. I'm getting text of from Corey. He's like, where'd you go? Well, the off-ice official told him he was done. So Masa goes and hits showers. So the, the refing situation up there in Omaha was not very communicated all, all too well. And then when Rocky was coming up for coach's comments, he was on the phone already with the league trying to get our players out of suspensions. And I, I feel that the director of officiating kind of went back and looked at everything and saw that there was a whole big mix up, mix up and that's why we didn't get any suspensions. So. Well, you know, especially if you go look at, at the, the Masa, he didn't even have his glove off. I mean, he eventually had Yeah, he was just trying off, to he was trying to make it a one-on-one fight. So. He got jumped. Yeah, I mean, it was, I don't know, it was it was interesting. I remember clearly, I think I texted this in the group chat with you and Joel and myself about how I remember but Rocky last year saying, hey, we're not going to sell, we're not going to sell tickets in the opposition's barn, and yet twice this year. Yeah, we're selling tickets in the opposition's barns. Yeah, because Omaha Friday night was waiting for that sucker to explode. And yeah, I mean, if we go back Friday night, you know, we come out, we come out guns a blazing, we're leading 5-0 after one. Um, basically 5-0 after two. Uh, Omaha gets that one goal at the end of the second period with 0.2 seconds left. I, I mean, I you showed us the screenshots from uh, from the replays and stuff, and I, it was a goal. Yep, it was. But that was that was definitely a game changer. But all night long, I mean, Posmo was running around trying to hit anything that moved and trying to fight anybody that had a Stars jersey on. And you knew tensions were going to boil over. I was hopeful. Selfishly, I wanted to see it in the ice box because there's nothing better than the ice box when, when there's three thousand people, four thousand people. Announced out there. at twenty seven seventy seven. Yeah, and that place would have lit up if there was if if those two fights happened that happened in Omaha happened in the ice box, we would have blown the roof off the place. And the Copeland and the Copeland oh, yeah. bout. I mean, holy cow! That's the second. I didn't know Coast had that in him. Ooh, he's done it twice now. Yeah, you know, I was waiting. I was waiting for Spinner. Um, Yavi looked like he was ready to did go. You, a couple speaking times. of Posma, did you see uh, Yavi get cross-checked in the face at, by Posma at the end of the game on Saturday? And then did you see him? Did you see him slash like absolutely unload on um, on Janvaria? Yeah, like slashed him in the in the ankles, like big time around the ref. I I don't know. You know, we we make a lot of we take a lot of effort to remember that these are 16 to 20 year old kids and generally we don't single somebody out and I'm sure he's a wonderful human being off the ice but man when you do at the end of the game like you did there 
and I was just I should bring it up and see did he get penalized at the end? Of I, the I don't know if he did, or? but you know what? Possibly going back and looking at old YouTube videos of the Lincoln Omaha rivalry, and that's that's what Lincoln Omaha was all about back in the day. That it was. That it was. So like I said, he could be a great guy off the ice. He was. He did not, and it is David. He was. He was. He was kind of a d bag on the ice for the for the Stars fans, but. You know, like like I said, he he's kind of like a Brad Marchand guy. You might hate him on the other team, and you might love him on your team. So, sandpaper guy for sure. He oh, definitely the other way. Uh, you know, you can probably go up and up and down. Ryan Reeves is one of those guys. That oh, I love him. Revo. You hate him. You hate him when he's playing against you, but you love him when he's on your team. Yeah, definitely. I'm uh, sure that the Kachuk brothers are probably the same way. You love them when they're playing for you, and you hate them when they're against you. Oh, I hate I hate both of them when they came in the ice box and played the true, Stars, man. True statement. All right, so that that first period, man, the third period on Friday was absolutely the polar opposite of. Yeah, we the saw first both. Period. We saw both Stars teams that game. You saw the guys that come out with all guns blazing, and then you guys saw the guys that just they just got lazy. They got complacent, and I, they had, we, we they talked had not uh, experienced a five goal lead all year. And no, and and we've talked about like, it a lot in the past of how you keep your foot on the gas when you're up five rip, and. We just had we didn't do that. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, Rocky in his post game was like, "What did he say? Something like this is only one of two or three times in my entire life where I have been disappointed following a win." And I'm sure had the game ended at the end of the second period, he would not have said that. But they absolutely just they just kind of dialed it in, in the third period. The good news for us is. We learned all sorts of lessons at the beginning of the year by losing. Fortunately, we had a big enough lead in this situation. We, we've talked about how we've seen this team coming along for a long time. Even before they broke the, the losing streak back in November, we were in a place whereby we could tell that it was coming. Yeah. Seven to three in the month of December. First, first winning season of the month. Uh, we talked last week about you get – 16 wins and I realized those of you that were keeping track at home I said we needed to go 20 and 16 or 16 and 16 down the way I meant to say 18 and 18 of 18 so if we get 18 to 20 wins that was after your last math week. was wrong yes yes <laughs> like I said that's my shock stats are one thing math math <laughs> is something else but we're at the place now where you know if 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 my Nostradamus is right we're down to only needing 15 wins um, to to clinch a playoff spot, we're now two points out of a playoff spot. We, we, we were, and, and if you go look at it, we were six points back yep. at at the beginning of the weekend. So, and we have a lot of games coming up against those people in front of us. Yeah, Tri Cities in fifth, and we just took we just took two from them. As a matter of fact, I think we've taken haven't we taken four out of the last six from them points? I think so. I don't know. Yeah. So no, you mentioned Tri City. We kind of did we break the New Year's Eve curse? Uh, for 2023, we did. I don't know. We got a long way to go to catch catch back up. But no, I was I was shocked. You know, if, if you're talking about the giving up at least six goals on New Year's Eve, we absolutely broke that one. Yeah, we did, and you could tell there it was Sunday's game. Yeah, Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday's game was two tired teams. Uh, Tri City comes back from from winter break, goes up to Fargo for two game stand, travel day all day on Saturday to play Lincoln on Sunday on New oh, Year's I Eve. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it was. And well, they, good for them. They 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 got their butts kicked by Fargo. Uh, both nights, Fargo ripped seven on them each night. And I did see that. So, tell you what, Fargo, Ooh. they're a wagon. Yeah, 
That they are. That they are. And did I hear that they dropped Mr. Kesselring? Yeah. Um, did we pick him back up off of waivers? Or yeah, I don't think so. Still property of the... Uh, that I, I don't know. I, I just know when I was looking at transaction sheets because when you kind of come back from Christmas break, I know there's... Uh, I don't quote me on this, but I believe there's a roster kind of freeze over the holiday break and you can't can't make any moves until the break is over. And that's kind of when you're seeing guys like Posma come back and guys from colleges coming back and whatnot. So I was looking online to see if uh, the stars were picking up anybody, if anybody decided they wanted to come back. Uh, speaking of that, I heard some crazy rumors of college guys coming back and I can guarantee you none of them is true. I heard Lutke's coming back. Uh, Henry Nelson was coming back. No I'm like, no chance. There's no chance in these guys coming back. So there, there was some kind of crazy rumors going around the icebox on Friday. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that's not happening. Ludkey. Yeah. Come on. He's like a first line. Yeah. And, first uh, line and Nelly coming back. I, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I have no idea what, if, if Nell, if Nelly's seen the ice at Notre Dame, I don't know. The uh, I know he that. played this past weekend. So, yeah. So there's I, just some names being floated around the icebox. I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking to myself, I go, you I kind of you're not know what you're talking about. I was talking to Z after the game on Friday night, and he was asking if I talked to Books and how Books was doing. And I was like, "Oh, he's doing fantastic. He's been in the lineup every single, every single week uh, the last month. Then he doesn't play all weekend. So sorry, Books. I was wondering heck, if uh, Z was trying to get you. some uh, some scouting and try to get Books back for another <laughs> another half. Nope. Nope. Nope, I, I think that might have been a conversation earlier in the year, but yeah. Anyways, no, but uh, so I was looking on the rosters, and yeah, uh, looks like Fargo dropped uh, Kesselring. And by the way, I don't know that it was. I think Z was maybe since Books was yeah, not seeing the ice, he was exploring what his options were. Yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah. Hey, I know that we have a guest coming up. Number 24 to help ring in 2024. Fresh off the IR. It was great to have him back. Got a goal Friday night. And Saturday night. Three points on the weekend. Comes back. Starts off. Here's part of the reason why the 24 in 24 is just kind of a coincidence. I was talking to him because something that we have not discussed in the game on Friday night Podcast Karma set a new record for kicking in the fastest. Oh, it did, didn't. One minute and 48 seconds from, we weren't even, we were barely 24 hours. I didn't even get to my seat. Let me tell you, this happened before I even got to my seat. Captain Janvaria puts the puck in the net a minute 48 into the game on Friday night. We had just recorded, what, literally, was it it 7 o'clock? Yeah. So he was maybe exactly 24 hours out from when he appeared on the podcast. And podcast karma kicked in. As I was talking to him Friday night in the hallway, Dash came up, and and I was like, well, we got to get you on at some point. And so then he goes out because he scored Friday. He scored Saturday night. Took a pretty pretty vicious hit. One of I think it was in Omaha. Right after he he hit, he got laid out. That was and, Friday night. And I was okay. Well, you just keep, you keep my day straight. It, it was me. Friday night. And I know it. I know it happened because I was I was more. Um, in awe of Copeland's stick that he was rocking on Friday night. Coast was rocking this. We, we teased with Keaton. I, it was Keaton on there uh, last year of, or two years ago when Sato was spray painting sticks white. And I kind of kind of caught this out of the corner of my eye. And Coast was rocking this white stick. I'm like, oh, Coast sprays painting the whole damn thing. I go, that is so dusty. Then I look over and no, it's, it's a white stick. Had these ice kind of blue graphics on it. 
it was sharp. I noticed that too and was wondering the same thing. Score scores the goal with it on Friday night. Uh, Saturday night during warm-ups, he snaps that thing in half. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Time to get Santa Claus. You know what? That kid has absolutely been nails lately. You know, somebody else I was I was proud of over the weekend before he got hurt, I thought Justin Varner had had his best best couple games um, that he's had. In, yeah, he has some good while. chances this past couple couple games and several assists over the weekend. Yeah, a couple assists and, and has some good chances on some goals and just you know ha- hasn't found that puck luck yet. Yeah, well, and he just seemed more active to me. Maybe maybe that's selling him short. Then if it is, and I apologize to Justin, but it just it seemed like he was more engaged and and uh, trying to you know sometimes you create your own puck luck right and I tell you. Uh, Copeland has absolutely picked it up. I think he had three apples over the weekend. He's got a couple of couple of fisticuffs, uh, but he's he's been looking good. I you know just up and down the lineup anymore. It doesn't seem like it matters whether you plug in one of the guys who's a healthy scratch. Um, Griffin Brown is now back down after he came up and, and filled in. Yeah, admirably. yeah. Brownie went back down to the AAA team. I saw that uh, Charles Ballon has gone back to North Iowa, and so has uh, Teddy, Richardson. Teddy Richardson. Yep. Yep, yep. Well, you know, they came up and did a heck of a job of filling in and help getting us in the right direction. I'll bet we haven't seen the last of them this I, year. I guarantee you we have not seen the last of those guys, so. Right on. So let's, uh, let's, let's listen to some music, and we'll see if we can get our guest on. Sounds like a plan. All right, so we've already teased this a little bit to ring in 2024. It is now our pleasure to welcome our guest, number 24, Dashiell Oliver. Dash, can't believe we haven't had you on here before, but welcome to Thunderstruck. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. So let's talk, Just let's just jump right in. You, unfortunately, I don't, I don't even know, I think it was an upper body injury of some sort. You missed, mm-hmm. you missed uh, a couple weeks before break. You came back. Um, didn't didn't miss a beat. I think he ended up with two goals and an apple and three games over the weekend. So how freaking fantastic it feel to be back out there? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I felt unreal. I mean, it was uh, about six weeks off. I got a AC joint sprain in my right shoulder. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I definitely knew coming back into practice, uh, I felt good, and yeah, I just had a good weekend. Now I will tell you, I was a little bit worried about you because I think your goal on Friday night. You took a pretty good lick as you were as you were releasing it, and maybe got up a little slow. And I was like, "Oh, God. yeah, yeah, no, that yeah." That after that shot I took, he uh, one of their guys just came and clipped me right right in that shoulder, and it uh, it flared up pretty bad. Uh, it's still still hurting today, actually. Mm. You don't you don't uh, have to but, say it, but was it number twelve? Uh, it was. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Because Posma was after everybody on that yeah, game. Yeah, that that's Posma. Yeah, he was going after a lot of our guys. I think it was Slews ninety three. Um, yeah, just kind of. Caught me off guard. I didn't even see him. Uh, did your injury happen against in Omaha, up in Omaha? Am I remembering that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. It uh, on the 18th November, so Saturday game. So how got, how good did it feel coming back against? Five seconds left. Yeah, how, so unreal, unreal to get the sweep against them. Couple goals. Um, yeah, that's 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 all you can ask for, really. Did you just say that it happened with like five seconds left? Is that what you just mm-hmm. said? Yeah, I got hurt with five seconds left in the game. Yeah, that's when that's when Richardson went after after the th- after. Whoever I, I don't know if he fought if he fought whoever hit you, but he kind of answered the bell a little bit there and mm-hmm. just grabbed yeah. the guy and went with him with two and a half seconds left and yeah. kind of got his yeah. three game susty because of it. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, quite the fight I saw. <laughs> <laughs> As you were like checking your shoulder, looking over your. Yeah. Yeah. Looking... No, I was actually, I just had to watch it on video because I was in the training room and yeah, I watched it back. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah. So Lincoln, Lincoln, Omaha, first off, I don't know what the front office staff is doing, but you know, coming back, you're, you're back. The building certainly was not full, but it was a heck of a crowd on Friday night, and they've been they've been great crowds. Mm-hmm. What what's it like, Dash, to just play in front of a crowd like you got to play in front of the other day? Oh, it's it's awesome. It, I mean, you know, you sometimes you can just tell in warm ups. Uh, you know, you can see people getting there early, and then when you skate out for the intro and stuff, it's it, you get goosebumps. You know, it's it's unreal that we're at this age already playing in front of so many fans. Um, it's really special. Both, both Omaha games had, had pretty good crowds. Omaha was just under of a sellout, uh, and up there on Saturday night, but I've got to say 30% of that crowd was stars fans. So how, how cool is it to see the stars fans that travel out there? You can hear the stars chants over the Omaha crowds when we score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's cool. I mean, you know, when you have fans that travel to support you, uh, definitely gives you some confidence. You know, we had fans in Tri City as well, and you know that's you know you need those people there. It, it helps you out during the game. Based on what I saw, we probably had more fans in Tri City than Tri City had their fans. So, oh yeah, honestly, I would agree. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure what goes on out there because they don't seem to. Even during the playoffs, I was I was out there for a couple of playoff games last year because I was at a meeting there, and there weren't there weren't very many people there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they they never really seem to get that barn going. So Dash, we talked. Now you were gone for at least portions of this, but. Even even during the rough times of the season, we kept talking about the lessons that you guys were learning as a young team. Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, Friday night, you had another opportunity to learn lessons, and that was you come out and you go up five rip on Omaha and then kind of had to hold on for dear life at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, is that just as an important lesson to you guys as, as maybe trying to figure out how to snap that losing streak was earlier? Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. I mean, I think during that losing streak, it was, it it was a combination of, you know, bad luck. You know, we had close games that we didn't win and then just not enough, I think overall confidence and like a lot of good play from the group, you know, we just, we just weren't really going. And then, you know, once things started to click, you you could just see it. I mean, it was, it was like, it was like a different team almost. And, you know, we were breaking pucks out better. We were, just starting to score again, finally. Um, and then, yeah, I would say that that fr- that third period against Omaha on Friday was, you know, it's a lesson that if you give any team in this league life, you know, they're they're going to start scoring. And I mean, Rocky told us that if that game was a little longer, it probably wouldn't have been the same result. And I would I would agree, honestly. They they had in the third. So what what happens then after after Friday night? I mean, it was just a matter of you guys hit cruise control. And so when you go back out there, you know, it's a fresh 60 minutes on Saturday. It's their barn. And Mm -hmm. and plus the lesson you learned on Friday night, you can't let down or you're going to get embarrassed and whatever. Is that, is that kind of where this young team is growing up before our eyes is, is learning those lessons and actually incorporating them into what the, what you're doing every night on the ice? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I think coming out into Omaha, and, you know, just playing a good 60 minutes there was kind of the whole goal because um, we didn't play a full 60 the night before, and I think the group was able to do that. So what has been – you're in your second season. You've spent you've spent more than your fair share on the IR, right? You had a, mm-hmm. I mean, 
last year, did you get a late start because of a knee? Yep, I had a, I had a late start from an ACL injury. Um, and then I had one other injury during the year to my back, but I wasn't held out too long for that one, which was nice. Right on. So now that we're done being injured, um, mm-hmm. what, what are you looking forward to? Because, you know, the, the season certainly a long ways from being done. Um, you got Waterloo coming in this weekend. I think it's billed right now. Joel billed it earlier today, I think in the, in some of the media stuff as the two hottest teams in the, in the USHL going head to head in the ice box this weekend. First off, mm-hmm. how good does it feel to be tabbed, even though it's maybe with your own media guy as one of the hottest teams in the USHL right now? Yeah, it feels good. You know, I mean, the league's on notice now again that, you know, the stars are, <clears throat> that we're legit. And, uh, you know, I think every team should know that, um, you know, we haven't, we haven't gotten the best of Waterloo at their rink yet. So, um, you know, hopefully they, we can have them come in and we can send them, send them home crying. Is the, is the scoring become contagious? And what I mean by that is, you know, it took Petey a long time to get off to Schneid and now he's been on fire and BMO has picked it up and he, he started and Picard is, I, you know, when I was looking at stats earlier today and I saw Picard's leading the team in goals, not that I didn't believe that he was scoring, but I would not have, I probably would have picked BMO or, or Petey Mm -hmm. as leading the team in goals. And then you come off, basically you weren't on the IR, but you were basically on the IR. You came back, you score a couple of goals, uh, get an apple. Copeland has been filling up the the score sheet with both Mm -hmm. apples and goals. Uh, Varner actually two, three, four apples over the weekend is, is Mm -hmm. the, the scoring just kind of become contagious. Yeah, it definitely does. You know, um, that was kind of the biggest problem during our, during our skid was just nothing was going in. And, you know, when you don't see other people scoring, it kind of brings down your ability to score as well. It definitely, definitely has that contagious effect. Is there, are you doing something different or is it just puck luck? Like, is it a matter of, we talked several weeks ago on here about how it's just a matter of inches. You know, if that shot was two inches lower, it gets pad instead of a belly button and, and it gets a, it gets a rebound and so and so was standing right there to bury it. But when Yagorov just smothers it in, in his pads, then you don't get a chance for that. So is it just, mm-hmm. is it just about placement and, and traffic and doing the dirty work or is it just, you happen to be finding, finding the holes now? Yeah. I mean, I would say, honestly, it's more about just you're finding the holes now. I mean, you know, take Keats, for example, like, you know, obviously he was off to a slow start, but you know, once they started going in, it, you know, it makes it, he makes it look easy now. So, I mean, it, it's really just, I think about once you get a couple go and you, you start to feel confident and just becoming a goal scorer becomes easier again. And it's, you know, natural. You talk about the confidence there and how you were lacking of it when we were on that skate a little bit. It's definitely back up now. What's it like in the locker room now? And, and how do you keep that confidence up going into a weekend against Waterloo? Just, I mean, controlling what we can control is definitely the biggest thing. I mean, our emotion is, you know, the biggest thing that we can control our energy. Um, you know, obviously throughout a 60 minute game, there's going to be ups and downs, but I think we've gotten way better at handling adversity now. And, um, obviously with more guys contributing to the offense, it's, you know, we're having more success and yeah, I mean, the vibe in the locker room has been good. Everyone's happy. Well, something you, do you recall from our conversation when I was talking to Jan Varia in the, in the hallway the other day that you now also have podcast karma on your side. So when you go into this weekend against Waterloo, you know that you got at least one goal in you. He so. just has a record beat now. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. You just got to bury oh. it within a minute and forty eight seconds of the first period on Friday. Yeah, night, so yeah, no, no, no I mean, yeah, no, I've definitely I've got a good feeling about this weekend. Um, I think we'll have a lot of success. You know, playing playing at our rink is always different than being on the road. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think I think um, I think I'll get one or two. You, you mentioned or <clears throat> excuse me, you mentioned earlier about emotions and. Uh, Emotions definitely boiled over in the uh, Omaha game up there on on Saturday. What's it like on the bench when you see all hell break loose like that? I mean, that is old school Lincoln Stars Omaha Lancer hockey right there. And I know, I know, definitely the fans enjoyed it. I I was kind of up in my seat when when all hell broke loose. And well, what's it like on the bench when something like that happens? I mean, it's it's all positive. I mean, Malt saw Jans. You know, he's a small guy. He gets blown up, and you know that's that's not something that Malt's gonna let slide. And you know, he stuck up for his teammate, and then. Marty's right there sticking up for Malt when he's getting double teamed. So, you know, it's, you, you love to see that as a group when other guys are fighting for each other. Um, definitely helps, you know, build camaraderie and uh, brothership. And you mentioned Marty kind of going after, after Kusler there. He's one of the guys that I, I, I did not see uh, drop in the mitts at, at all. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've seen it in practice before. He can, he can get a little, he can get a little rowdy. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a little bit surprised, but you know, I love to see that for him. Well, I was, I was, to go the other side, I had not seen that coming from Kusler for that matter. I mean, he's an assistant captain. You know, he, you know, usually, I don't know. I was just a little surprised that he jumped in, you know, the way he jumped in and sucker puck Malte. Um, mm-hmm. I was just like dumbfounded that I saw that out of that kid. But, you know, it's Lincoln, Omaha. And um, next, hey, do us a favor, though. Next time, take care of that stuff in Lincoln before you go to Omaha so that we can see it on home ice instead of having to watch it on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> We'll definitely have some more scraps at home next time for sure. There we go. There we go. So we probably have over asked this question, but I'm going to ask you to, since you have not had the experience of getting to go play in the Eastern Conference since you've been in, in the league, mm-hmm. are you are you happy? Um, is, it, is it a welcome change for you that you get to go back East? Does it give maybe an opportunity for, for an – for family to come see you play when you get to travel a little bit more, more frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I got, you know, I had family able to come see me, come see us in Dubuque. Unfortunately I wasn't playing there, but um, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's nice playing in the East for sure. Um, playing the same teams all the time last year, we played Omaha and Tri-City like 12 times. It was, it was just too much. Um, so Nixon and the other teams have been really nice. Um, getting to see new ranks. That's always fun. Um, yeah, so I kind of I look forward to just getting to, out to a few other places. I think we're going to Muskegon, uh, got the national team, so it'll be really cool places to go to. You mentioned Tri City; they're playing them twelve times. We played them on Sunday night, kind of a New Year's Eve tradition. Uh, the past couple of years haven't been so well. The last time we were in Tri City didn't didn't end up mm-hmm. so well. Uh, was mm-hmm. it like kind of break that kind of break that curse? Go into Tri City, you know, take you take them to a shootout. Uh, show stack kind of stands on his head, stops all three shots there, and it's got to feel good to come back on that bus on on a holiday and just with the with the two points. Yeah, it, it felt amazing. I mean, we we knew that this this weekend was going to be huge for jump starting the second half of the season, and you know, finishing off with uh, finishing off that weekend with a sweep was all we could ask for. And yeah, yeah, three and three, what a, a great opportunity. You know, seven and three in the month of December. You know what, Dash? Let's just keep it rolling as as we move in. We got we got the water losers at home Friday, Saturday. We need to have fill up the box and get things mm-hmm. rolling. So once again, 
24 in 24, maybe that's, maybe that's destined to how many goals you're going to end up with this year. How's that sound? Oh, I would love that many. <laughs> All right. Well, you take care of yourself. Stay off, stay off the, uh, the injured list out there and we will see yeah. you at the rink on Friday. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Thanks for having me guys. Welcome back to Thunderstruck, your unofficial Lincoln Starts podcast. Uh, 24 goals in 24, man. That's, that's, a, that's a lofty uh, little stat there, especially he's coming. Got, he's only got 21 left. Yeah, 21 left. He got 34 games yeah, left, so, something like you know, that. He's, he, can, he, can, he had one. I guess he didn't get one against Tri-City the other day, but, you know. Goal game, man, though. I like it. I'll, I'll take that. And I think everybody would take that, especially Dash. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I kind of mentioned a little bit there, uh, show stack, you know, kind of kind of coming up clutch uh, on s- Sunday if I get my day straight. Uh, what a heck of a week for him. Uh, you mentioned that, you know, we were a little kind of kind of upset that he didn't get the goalie of the week nod. Then you kind of go look at what Spicer did for Waterloo, and uh, we kind of can't kind of see why, and we're getting Spicer coming to the box this weekend. Yeah, he seems to he seems to be hot uh, early in the year. He was taking a lot of the bullets for for Waterloo and the slow start that they were taking. That certainly was not uh, the issue here. Uh, our issue was more more scoring goals. I still don't really know. You and I had some conversation earlier. Um, I was talking, I was trading text with a, with a parent um, about what is ailing our power play at the moment. And to me, it's just, I mean, I go back to the inches. If you look at, we're moving the puck in my opinion, a way better than we were early in the year. Problem is, it's still not tape to tape. It's still not opportunity to get it and unload. It's in the feet a little bit. It's all just a little bit out of reach. Uh, so if we can clean that stuff up. But um, I think I was t- talking about Showstack and how he has been incredibly solid all season long. It was good to see Massey get another win the other day. I know he had, especially the third goal, was one that he probably – has been having nightmares about um, this week. The yeah, I, I texted is, you guys that it's kind of a muffin shot. It kind of, kind of came from way way out, and it didn't look like anybody was in front of him. And it just just one of those things. If you blink at the wrong time, you you lose track of it. And you, know, you remember we used to talk about um, Whitey used to have that thing where it was glove side high, and he'd always try to save it with the shoulder shrug instead of catching it. That's kind of what that reminded me of. Was that one of those things where like. Actually, what I was really thinking of is when I used to try to feel the ground ball up the middle, and it'd be like when I was playing second, and instead of backhanding and making the play the way it should be, and VA, you're over here looking at me in amazement at uh, you know the the hand motions, the backhand. Um, anyway, I he was probably thinking to himself, why did I do it that way? Why didn't I do it this way? But no, sometimes in the heat of the moment. Yeah, just, you just, you it know. Is, it is what it is. Just kind of eat you up a little bit. And, but speaking of lessons, man, we battled back three times 
Friday night, Saturday night against Omaha, where they they led, we tied it. When they led, we tied it and came back, and that was good. It was good stuff. Seems so same, many same way things. in same way in Omaha, or not Omaha, Tri-City. but in Tri City, yeah, yeah, for and sure. They come out, they score, and like I, they score right away. I'm thinking, oh, here we go again. PD PD stays hot, like we said. Dash comes off the uh, comes off being hurt, scores a couple goals. Bemo scores scores a couple goals. Yeah, Bemo um, was rolling. Yeah, well, I. And like I said, Copeland's been, been. You need to get him up. another white stick, though. No, no doubt. Should we take collections on his behalf? I just think Corey needs to get a hold of Bauer and order a couple of sticks. His uh, coast was back to a CCM once that he came came from the O with. So, uh, you get you need to get Corey on that order form real quick. There you get go. Some, get some whiteies coming in. There you go. That was that was pretty sick. Yeah, one of the best looking sticks out there. So. Well, it's going to be, it'll be a thing. You know, the good news is I think we're confident. I think that Dashel, you heard the confidence in his voice. Yeah, and it's not, you know, it's not only on the ice. It's not in the locker room, man. It's just kind of, you, you heard it from him, you know, doing interviews. The confidence is there. I guess uh, I would assume the boys are going around town, have that kind of have that swag back to them, back with them. And it's, it's only, things are only looking up. Like Rocky said in his uh, post-game interview on, I think it was on Sunday. Lincoln starts are back, baby. Well, let's hope. Let's hope. Let's knock on every piece of wood that we have, and they just keep following the process and playing hard. As it's been, I will go back. I was thinking about this as I pulled into the garage tonight. As I was trying to get mentally prepared for our little soirée tonight, that I think that we're going to look back. We're going to look back to the Tri City game. People are probably tired of me saying this too, but the the Tri City game the night before Thanksgiving is the watershed moment in this season. It was a loss, but you, they just looked like a different hockey team that night, and they've continued to look like that hockey team. Yeah, that's for sure. That's you know you you mentioned that you kind of go back in season and times in the season to see turning points, and that's going to be one of those for the 2023, 2024 yep. stars. And we might have seen a couple more of them this weekend too, the, the Tri-City, the battle and back after after blowing, blowing almost blowing a five-goal lead on Friday night and then playing from behind all game. Because early, if you, if you think about statistically what we saw early in the year, if we were behind at the end of a, at the end of a period – we we were not coming back to win it, and we're yeah. we're writing that ship as well. So nice job, Rocky Art and Z, uh, keeping them in it. Nice job, leaders, and like I said, the entire te- the entire roster up and down. The body language is good. The effort seems really good, uh, and that's going to win you a lot of hockey games. Yeah, for sure. So that's going to do it in this week's episode of Thunderstruck, your unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. We're going to check everybody at the ice box this weekend as the Waterloo Blackhawks come to town. Hopefully we can keep the train rolling, take home another four points in the weekend, and just kind of kind of keep things going for the season. Sounds like a plan. Uh-huh.